Have I told you about my fantasy? No, tell me about your fantasy. My fantasy is to be best friends with Shaquille O'Neal so he can pick me up and I can put my arms up straight and arch my back and stretch really good like how I stretch Justin every morning. (laughs) That's my fantasy. You should probably clarify that Justin's a cat. Oh yeah, Justin's a cat. Justin is not a human boy. He shows me his tummy and I pick him up and I stretch him and he goes, ah. Don't shift your weight. Don't stare. And for God's sake, Whatever you do. Hello and welcome to March Madness. I'm Sarah. And I'm Hannah. This is the world's only Brad Pitt themed March Madness style podcast. So for those of you who are really missing out on that March Madness, for those of you in April Sadness, uh, welcome because we have brackets fucking galore. It's going, guys. It's, it's just going and going and going. It's never going to stop. This will not run out. There's, he's in so many movies. So each episode, we take two Brad Pitt movies, put into a bracket format, and screen them as a double feature to figure out the ultimate Brad. Today's episode, we are pitting World War Z against Meet Joe Black. Uh, there are going to be spoilers in this podcast because we're talking about the Brad. And especially for these movies, Brad is in the whole thing. If you don't want to be spoiled because you're a big weenie baby, uh... Grow up! <laughs> no, I mean, like, pause, go watch the movie if you want. Follow along with us and it's going to be a better time, probably. There's a lot of good movies that... And, well, not not all of them. If you want to know which ones to watch, listen to the podcast. We'll spoil it, and you'll know if it's good or not. Yeah, because I do not recommend that you watch all of these movies. But I do, just like in general, encourage you to follow along. We'll tell you in advance, I guess, if you shouldn't watch a movie. Because there's one coming up, but we're going to save that. Anyway, uh, without further ado, World War Z. Um, quick note about the audio in the segment that you're about to hear. We record different portions of these episodes at different times, and somebody just recently figured out how to use uh, her microphone properly, so I apologize for the next couple episodes. You're going to hear the audio quality going back and forth a little bit, but uh, soon it will be consistent, hopefully. World War Z. So, this was a treat. I think, aside from Mr. and Mrs. Smith, this was our first modern Brad. It was, it's our most modern Brad. It's our most modern Brad, and it's the first movie that's been something that I would consider, like, a good movie. Definitely. This is the first Brad movie we've watched where I have been very engaged. Yeah, it's the first movie where I've actually cared about the movie aside from the Brad. Right, definitely. Where I definitely. felt like I felt like I was just sitting down to watch a movie. I didn't feel like it was Yeah, and that made it really hard to pay attention to the Brad. I agree. I had the same thing in my notes. Ironically, it's it's easier to focus on Brad in the shitty movies. In the good movies, you're getting sucked into the movie. I have yeah. to keep reminding myself, like, watch for the Brad. It's also hard to focus because it's an action movie and there's There's hordes of zombies. Lots of stuff going on. If you didn't know, the Z in World War Z stands for zombies. World War Zombie. Brad Pitt, starring role. He's a family man. XUN lives with his wife and two daughters. And then the zombie apocalypse happens. So in order to get protection for his family... He goes back into combat? From my understanding, his role in the United Nations is he would, like, go and do work in refugee areas and in areas of, like, high danger. It seemed like he acted as sort of, like, a pacifying force, you know? It seemed like he was, like, a... He was a humanitarian. Yeah. Real stand-up guy. Just like real Brad. Just like real Brad. Yeah, so he leaves uh, his wife and kids 
to basically travel to all of these countries that have been heavily infected by zombies, trying to find uh, the reason for the infection or trying to find a cure. There's a lot of good zombie mechanics. The whole point of the zombies in this movie is that they run really fast. Uh, and there's some really cool like wave mechanics with these zombies scaling walls and whatnot. It's a good movie. It's worth a watch. Definitely. It's fun. It's it's, it's energizing. It's the adrenaline pumping. Mm-hmm. Brad is ideal in it. He's so hot in this movie. He's got like this cool like humanitarian sort of boho chic deal going on. He's got like nice long hair, blonde. He's got like these bracelets that clearly he got either from like his wife or like from humanitarian stuff. I don't know. If you save 10 children, they give you a bracelet. A friendship bracelet. (laughs) He didn't save very many children then. (laughs) He only had two. 20 children is... How many children have you saved, Hannah? None, but I'm not a humanitarian. I'm very young. This was Dad Brad. This was our first... Hot Dad Brad. Have we seen him act a dad before? Yeah, I think this is... Oh, he was a dad in um, Legends in the Fall. Oh, you're right. This was the first, like, detailed look we'd had at Brad as a dad. It's the first time where being a dad was one of Brad's personality traits in the movie. Yeah. You know? I feel like I really got a better understanding of, like, what Brad is like at home with his own kids. Absolutely. The movie opens up with them making pancakes as a family, and Brad spits out this line, the girls are running out the door, and he's like, hey, put the dishes in the sink before you leave. And it felt so natural. Yeah, it was like, like Brad said that a million times to his own kids. You could tell it was coming from a dad. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, definitely. What year was this movie? 2013. Okay, so Brad has had all six of his all children? Six, all six of them. So he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's been a dad... He's been around the dad block. There's a scene where the family is escaping from Philadelphia in, like, this stolen camper van kind of thing, and the daughter is having an asthma attack. Hey, hey, you breathe through your nose. Rach, Rach, look at me, look at me. You're gonna be all right. I've done this a hundred times. Look at me, look at me. Breathe through your nose. Breathe through your nose. It was a very sweet, nurturing, uh, parent thing. Yeah. I was really impressed. I thought that Brad was doing a great job of seeming really confident, yet really scared. Yeah. Especially in the beginning when shit's going down, you don't really know what's happening yet. You can tell that Brad's had training and experience in this kind of a situation. Mm -hmm. So he's really high adrenaline, kind of acting automatically to get his family safe. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, he seems really scared and he seems really protective. And And confused, too. Like, no one knows what's going on. He was doing great in that action role because I feel like in a lot of action movies, the hero is just kind of hokey. Like, he's overly confident. Definitely. And Brad put a lot of vulnerability in that role. For sure. He was a super vulnerable guy. You could tell he was thinking and observing, which I don't think you get in many action roles at all. Yes. And it reminded me a lot of when I was a kid and like when you see grown-ups scared. Yeah, it really did seem like you were watching him through the eyes of his daughters, like watching this like parental figure act confused and like threatened. Yeah. It's a threat that he's never faced before. I really liked early on in the movie, they're escaping and they're getting up to the rooftop of this apartment building and... Brad gets some zombie blood in his mouth. Yeah. And they're not sure how the virus is transmitted yet. And so they run to the rooftop and Brad immediately goes straight for the edge of the roof. And he's counting to see if he's going to turn. If he turns, he's going to let himself fall. That was amazing. He's, he's just kind of teetering on this ledge, counting. It was, it was really impactful. I think Brad really kicked World War Z up a notch. He added a ton of depth and nuance to that character 
Well, you know, I mean, this movie, it wasn't super written. Which is nice. It's interesting. I feel like you don't actually see that super often in movies anymore. Mm -hmm. A lot of movies are really, really, really written, which Mm -hmm. is why I always argue that a good script is the most important thing. But Mm -hmm. with a movie as sparse as World War Z, it's really easy to see it turn into like your classic cookie cutter escape from Los Angeles. Like Exactly. And it didn't. I agree that a lot of that is from the acting. It's interesting because I'm thinking about what we liked so far about Brad and what we haven't liked. This movie, interestingly, I don't think fits into the buckets that we've talked about because there's no humor to this Brad. Like, can you remember any humor to him? Aside from the very, very beginning with the pancakes. Yeah, no. I don't think there's no time for jokes in the apocalypse, Sarah. That's why I'm gonna die first thing. (laughs) They're gonna be like, I'm gonna make a joke and they'll get eaten. There is no humor to him. He wasn't charming? I mean, obviously he was charming in that he knew what the fuck he was doing in an apocalypse. Which yeah, and I also think... he was really hot, which is very important to being charming. <laughs> but as a, as a neutral bystander, as your friendly neutral judge... Your um, friendly neighborhood lesbian. Exactly. I'm here to say, if you take the hotness out of the equation, he was not charming in the way that he was acting, which isn't to say that he wasn't charming. Yeah, no, for sure. But we didn't see him flirt. I guess what we did see was the nurturing side. Yeah, he was a a rugged paternal figure. Exactly. I don't think we'd seen that before, but he did it really, really well. Definitely. And it's interesting because he's been in roles previously that had the potential. I'm thinking about Legends of the Fall. Not that that would have fit the tone of the movie. No, I think it would have fit the tone of Legends of the Fall because I think one of the things about Tristan was balancing that wildness that came from mingling his blood with that bear. <laughs> and then him being very nurturing. Like, the reason why he went crazy and scumped all those World War One Germans was because he loved his brother so much and his brother got hella yeah. done in. And I think that part of the failing of that film was that we didn't really get to see Brad be as nurturing as he should have been. Yeah. But in 1994, Brad Pitt didn't have six children. No, I was just going to say, I really feel like fatherhood did this to him. <laughs> I, I, feel like yeah. he, I feel like he was afraid to play that tenderness or didn't know how. Yeah. Uh, and didn't know how to reconcile it with being like the strappy, charming young guy. Yeah. And now with this, he has, like, in this role, he has a real confidence. And it, d- it does seem to be a, a real, true confidence in himself and in the role. And knowing what it means to, like, protect something yeah. that you love. Scoop up the kids and keep them safe from zombies. <laughs> Anne had the best quote. We were watching it. So we were watching this movie, and there's a scene where this little boy, Tommy, uh, shoots a bunch of zombies in the head because he's, like, helping Brad Pitt and his family escape. So Tommy is like super badass, like shoots the zombie before it can kill Brad Pitt. And her roommate Anne shouts, you know what? I'm calling it now. Men are better than women. (laughs) She also said, New Jersey, bad. Men, good. (laughs) Which is the message of this movie. I will say one thing that I don't like about this movie. I don't feel that it treats women super great. No. I, I really didn't think they treated the wife fairly. There's a, a time where she like gets them all in danger with a phone call, and I felt like the audience reaction was supposed to be like, oh, that bitch. That didn't sit well with me. She didn't know that they were on a covert mission. Yeah. She's and, worried about her husband, right. hottest Brad Pitt ever, being alive. <laughs> yeah. 
And the fact that um, the, his two little girls, they, you know, naturally were really scared when they were running away from the zombies and they weren't being super useful because they were scared kids. But then Tommy comes along, who's the same age, and, like, Tommy's fucking killing zombies and stuff, and it's supposed to be like, oh, wow, he's so cool. Like, I feel like, again, the audience reaction is to, like, get mad at these kids. But Brad Pitt has long hair, so it's sexism is over. <laughs> Brad Reputation. Start a fight club, Brad Reputation. Okay, Google. What's happening with Brad Pitt right now? Here are some results from the web. Okay. So recently we've been seeing a lot of pictures of Brad Pitt. Where are these images? Show me the dark images. Dark net. Dark net. Show me the forbidden pictures of Brad Pitt. Yeah, so he was at the Lost City of Z premiere. Too skinny. Yeah. Why isn't that boy eating his green beans? You should look up Google Brad Pitt Lost City of Z premiere. So you Listeners can, at home. So you can see what we're talking about. He is gaunt. It's, it's alarming. I kind of don't want to joke about it. Sorry for joking about it. He's very skinny. But, like, maybe it's just that divorce depression. Maybe. Well, because, like, in all of the tabloids prior to that, though, when the tabloids were talking about how, like, oh, Brad Pitt is going to be George Clooney's godfather... Not George's, but, like, the, the twins. <laughs> George needs the George's godfather. twins. Maybe that He one. was, like, really puffy, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've been talking to my mom about this. And here's what she has to say. Hannah's mom is really cool. Thanks. I really love my mom. Shout out to Kyle Sharp. I wouldn't be who I am without you. Anyways, her thought is that the sort of bloat that he had going on, circa... Clune's godfather era was really uh, symptomatic of prednisone and, like, steroidal bloat. And What's use- prednisone? Prednisone is a steroid that they use. It's used for uh, skin conditions and stuff a lot of the time, but it can also be used for autoimmune diseases and some types of cancer. And, interestingly enough, it can be used for... I feel Now I feel like we're, like, contributing to Brad Pitt, like unfounded gossip here on March Bradness. This is pretty, this is straying into very gossipy territory, uh, but maybe we're also journalists and scholars, and this is the first, maybe we got the scoop right. Maybe. Maybe maybe you've heard it here first on uh, on March Bradness. We're not doctors. We're just two Brad-loving gals looking at pictures on the internet. Full of concern. Where I was going with this is that if our dear Brad mm-hmm. were to be on prednisone for perhaps mm-hmm. an autoimmune thing, okay. maybe a form of hepatitis mm-hmm. because maybe somebody was alive in the 1980s and did a lot of coke. Mm-hmm. And maybe a lot of people who were alive in the 1980s and did a lot of coke also have hep C because they shared the little coke straws and there is blood in there. Don't share boogers. No, or blood. <laughs> Don't do No blood oaths. Sniffing your, sticking your sniffer where it doesn't belong. Yeah, sticking your sniffer where it doesn't belong. Where someone else snuffed their snicker where it doesn't belong. (laughs) Say that three times fast. Duck their sniffer where it doesn't belong. Could be a way to transmit hep C. Or maybe all of this is fake and he's just not eating well. Bradley. (laughs) Bradford. Eat your goddamn green beans. Maybe he's just living boy versus oats every day. Oh, maybe because he doesn't know how to cook. Brad, I'm sorry. I just 
implying that you have hep C. We don't condone unfounded gossip. Don't tell your friends about tell your friends about the podcast, but don't go spreading rumors. Yeah. This is just one theory. This is a hypothesis. One hypothesis. One reason for a dramatic weight gain and then loss could be being on a steroid that may or may not be being used to treat some sort of illness. Maybe Brad just had a really bad rash. It happens. Yeah. My friend once got a rash after going to a water park uh-huh. and she had to go on prednisone. Okay. So it could be that. Maybe Brad just went to a water park. <laughs> he was trying to cheer himself up. <laughs> and he was like, shit, one too many kids peed in this pool. Now I have a rash and I have to go on prednisone. You know, can I say something? And I don't want to take this to a dark place, but um, we were like, I hope nothing bad happens in the next two weeks. And then a bunch of bad stuff happened. You think that us saying, I hope nothing bad happens in the next two weeks, in specific relation to Brad Pitt, is why we are, like, going to going war, to war in Syria? No, I that's just, absolutely not why that's happening. I just kind of wanted to address it. There's a guilt in producing fluffy media at a time when shit's going down, and I I hope that um, that y'all are taking March Bradness as the therapy that it is. The Brad Pitt provides the light in our lives and uh, keeping us warm. Wow, that took a turn. <laughs> I said I didn't want to make it take a turn. Well, then, and then you did it! I took it in a turn. Anyway, you have to sit back up because we have to transition this into into Meet Joe Black. You know who wasn't too skinny in Meet Joe Black? You know who was a healthy middleweight in Meet Joe Black? <laughs> you know who was probably his ideal body weight in Meet Joe Black? Brad Pitt. You know who was eating his green beans in Meet Joe Black? Brad fucking Pitt. Do you know who was eating his peanut butter? Brad Pitt. Who's Brad Pitt? So Hannah, you meet the perfect boy. He is handsome. He's charming. Does he really like peanut butter? He really likes peanut butter. Nice. But he's the embodiment of death. Do you still date him? Uh, yeah, obviously, because that's really fucking hot and I was on Neopets. <laughs> Duh! Do you know me? Alright, so maybe you're the wrong person to ask. <laughs> this film... What year is this film? 98? Yeah, 98. It was one of the only movies that had the Star Wars Phantom Menace trailer on it. So a bunch of Star Wars nerds bought tickets to meet Joe Black to watch the Phantom Menace trailer. And then they were like, fuck this, I'm not watching a remake of 1934's Death Takes the Holiday. I'm gonna go and eat TGI Fridays, or whatever nerds do. That's a really fun fact. Did you learn that from Wikipedia? Yeah. <laughs> I learned, I extrapolated the TGI Fridays, <laughs> but I did learn the Phantom Menace fact from nice. Wikipedia. I realized that sounded like a really good drag, but I meant it in earnest. So this movie is a media mogul and his two adult daughters. One adult daughter is like thinking about marrying this guy on the mogul's board. And the mogul is like, I can tell you're not in love with him. And like gives this impassioned speech about the importance of like really feeling love. So then this daughter goes to like this cafe in New York and she meets this guy. And this guy, whose name she doesn't learn, 
is Brad Pitt from the 90s. He's a real goofy, super cute, like bleach blonde hair parted down the middle. He's got the original ombre, which is like highlights that are so dramatic that it's an ombre. They really hit it off and they're chatting and stuff and they go their separate ways and Brad Pitt's like looking back at her and then Brad Pitt gets fucking bodied by like four cars at once. He's just like He's fucking ragdolls all over the place. After he dies and is hit by, like, eight cars, Death takes his body as a host. Death just needed a body. It was convenient. And Death wanted to go and talk to the father, Anthony Hopkins, because he was like, wow, your speech, like, really inspired me, and I want you to tell me about what life on Earth is like. And as long as I'm entertained, you're not going to die. But you are going to die on the eve of your 65th birthday. So Brad essentially joins a dinner party at this dude's house because he's, like, fucking with him. And Brad, at this point, is death. So when he meets the girl again, he doesn't recognize her. And she's like, oh, my God, how, why are you at my dad's dinner party? Death uses the name Joe Black when he's embodying this man. He makes up a name on the spot. Anyway, so for the rest of this movie, this guy is death embodying this man. And as death... He is learning about life. Yeah, he doesn't uh, understand manners of speech. He doesn't know how to use his body. He's still, however, attracted to this girl. Susan? Yeah, but Susan is, like, kind of freaked out by him at first. Yeah. She's like, what happened to the charming man that I met at the coffee shop? You look like him, but something's... Something's fishy. Dead fishy. This movie is three hours long. There's literally a whole hour of subplot dedicated to, like, this really convoluted board meeting. There was an edit made of this movie for, like, airplanes and TV, and it cut it down to two hours. And the director disowned the edit. We watched the three-hour version because this is March Bradness, and I'm not going to miss a single second of Brad Pitt, who was in some of those board meetings. Yeah, he was in, he was in a couple of the board meetings. He had that really good... Bit in the first board meeting he's in, they're like starting to talk business stuff, whatever. And Brad Pitt is like, I want more of those biscuits with the little jelly in them. And I'd like a cup of tea with cream. I want to try it English style. And everyone's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Because he doesn't know things. He doesn't. He's at one point, one of the guys at the business meeting was like, it's like death and taxes. And Brad Pitt stands up and he's like, death and taxes? Yes. Death and taxes? Yes. But an odd parent. It's just a saying, Mr. Black. Hmm. By whom? Doesn't matter. Then why'd you bring it up? You're not familiar with the phrase, in this world nothing is certain but death and taxes? Well, I am now. It was very relatable watching Brad. It really felt like adulthood. You're just kind of winging it, hoping that nobody notices. Brad, you know, there's like a scene where he's eating peanut butter. A running joke in this movie is that he really likes peanut butter. And he's talking to Susan, and he has this awkward moment where he, like, transfers the spoon to his other hand. Like, he's trying to figure out how to hold an object and, like, multitask for the first time ever. And it just was really relatable. Super relatable. Also, like, really interesting. We get a lot about subtlety that Brad is really good at in this. Yes. He was really good at acting with his body. The cool thing about this movie was that in the first 10 minutes, you get like a really classic Brad where he's super goofy and flirty. And then immediately afterwards, you get after him. he gets bodied. <laughs> after he gets hit by like 12 cars in a row. <laughs> it, was, it was like a total ragdoll effect. It was like goat simulator. It was so good. But um, Goat simulator, which you can buy on Steam. <laughs> for I don't know how much it is. It's usually like I think it's, it's like, like ten bucks. Yeah, ten bucks, eleven bucks. Uh, it's really funny. You should play it. 
Um, so then you get to see a totally different Brad, which is Brad as death. And Brad as death is super fun because he's kind of menacing, but there's a, a real humor behind it. He can be uh, intimidating and aggressive when he wants to. Definitely. But he's also just like a, a stack of children learning to control an adult That's body. an adult male body. Yeah. Definitely. Here again, you've got a movie that really could have used some editing. Oh, yeah. Really could have used a director with uh, enough... Chutzpah. Uh, yeah, to put his foot down and be like, okay, guys, we have like eight people working on this movie, and it's far too many. Eight people isn't too many people to work on a movie. You need a to lot write, of people on a to movie. To write a movie. But to write, yeah, write a movie, eight too many. It was probably not a super great time working on this movie, but he did a good job. Definitely. I think, I don't know, I think it was another one that really played to, like you said, a lot of Brad's strengths. You get your goofy Brad, some like big collar Brad, kind of less suave in the coffee shop, but there's like big collar Brad in him there. Big collar Brad really comes out when he's being aggressive, when he gives out little warnings, like remember, I am death. I could body you if I wanted to, but I'm just playing this little game. Um, and then he did a good job, like, falling in love for the first time. Yeah, not a good job boning for the first oh time. Oh my god! This movie had the worst sex scene I'd ever seen in my entire life. Brad and Susan, do you want to talk about it? What is there to say? Oh my god, it's just bad. It's awkward. It's, like, way too slow. The best way to describe this sex scene is afterwards. They're, like, canoodling, whatever. And Brad's, like, stroking her ear. And then she's, like... You make love like someone who's making love for the first time and I love it about you or something like that. And it's like, that's not a compliment. It was so uncomfortable. The sex scene really... It was a turning point. We also didn't talk about when Brad Pitt was speaking Creole. That was... So Brad as death does this thing where he mimics people. And he did it to uh, the, what's his face? Anthony Hopkins. He, he was it. also in Legends of the Fall as the guy who had a stroke and wore a bear suit. Oh, yeah. So Brad's not quite father-in-law in this movie. He plays his actual father in Legends of the Fall. That's a fun fact. Did you get that on Wikipedia? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> so, like, yeah, Brad does this thing when he's talking to Anthony Hopkins where he'll, like, speak to him in his own voice. So later, when Brad meets this, like, Creole woman, he starts speaking to her in Creole. That could have been done um, in a not-racist fashion. Yep. God, I was so excited uh, about this movie. The first, like, 20 minutes, I was thriving. The the, the IMDb summary is yeah. like, yes. Oh, my God. Death personified? R- rom-com with death. We didn't really gunk up yeah, a this good great thing. concept. Oh, let's, just, you know what we need? You know what this calls for? Meet Joe Black 2. Yes. You know a modern movie is not great when you watch it and come away from it thinking, man, I wish I had watched the original 1934 version. Definitely wasted opportunity. I do think that Brad was the right person to play this role. For sure. It was a great role for Brad. For sure. You got to run the Brad gamut, especially the 90s Brad gamut. Yeah, it was Before we introduced Dad Brad. Yeah. I mean, this is a huge jump in time. This is our biggest jump in time yet. When we first started watching Joe Black, I felt sad that it was going up against, like, such a strong movie. And I was like, oh, but me, Joe Black, is, like, so much fun. Like, I'm having so much fun with this Brad. But then it... After an hour and a half in, like, <laughs> well, then I want this movie to be movie. done. But I feel like for the first time, I'm like really able to see the way that he's progressed as an actor. Yeah, 
it's really, really clear now. Definitely, yeah. He's just gotten, like... He's gotten better. He played a lot of... through the weed. We're in the weeds oh, we a lot are. of these. We are in the weeds. No, I don't think he's ever been a bad actor. And I think he's done a good job with some really shitty movies. Yeah. But I think a movie that's well done and gives him an opportunity to show off what he can do. Yeah. And now that he's had some time to, like, yeah. develop. I've been thinking for the past few days about how early on in, like, Maya's introduction, she talked about how she's, like... Brad Pitt's always been really consistent. And throughout all of this, we've been like, Brad's like a really good actor. And watching all of these shit early movies, we're like, I'm like, Brad Pitt's like not a good actor. <laughs> but then watching World War Z, I'm like, actually, Brad Pitt's a fucking baller actor. I think that Brad had the charisma of someone who knows how to do their job. You know, like his character had a job. He's a professional. He's a professional zombie killer. Peace man, I guess. <laughs> but so he has the confidence and like the wherewithal of a man who knows what his job is and how to do his job. Yeah. And Brad IRL knew what he was doing in his job and that I felt like he was truly helping tell this story. Yeah. Know? It wasn't just like an actor playing his role. I, I felt like, yeah, I felt like he was really everything he was doing, he was doing to further the story and to contribute. It's interesting that he doesn't play these types of roles more often. Mm -hmm. You know, he plays a lot more stationary people. I'm thinking of the big short or money ball or something. And even like the Oceans movies, mm -hmm. he's not an action kind of guy. He's not in a lot of action movies, but he really, really, really succeeded in this. I guess, like, again, like we talked about, he does a good job of being the lead and not stealing the show. And I think that's really important. I think that's something that's really underrated in the leading man. Because the thing that happens is so often in an action movie, and I'm thinking about, like, Pacific Rim and all that stuff, there are all of these cogs, you know, there's always the military group, the scientists, and then there's, like, the other military group, the bad military guys. And, like, all of these cogs are moving together, and this, there's a lot of time where we go for too much charisma in the main everyday guy. And it leads you to, like, not really remember any of the other characters mm -hmm. and to not care about what's happening in those sections yeah. when they're, like, arguably super important to understanding, like, how this crisis is being put together. And I think that Brad, he doesn't have, like, the dumb luck, like, Tom Cruise-y kind of, like, da -na -na, yeah. like, leading man thing. He's got this resolve. He just wants to fucking help his family. I think he really, like, believed in the movie, you know? He produced it. Or he yeah, oh, that's it. an interesting point. He was a co-producer on it. I think he, it was a little passion project. I could see that. There was passion in this. Yeah. It was It was never cheesy or overacted or jokey. It was really genuine. Again, when he was standing on that ledge, there was another moment where he, where he hugged his wife goodbye, and it was the subtlest example I'd seen of the quick turn away because you're going to cry. Yeah. It was so subtle. Like, he hugged her goodbye, and then he just, like, turned away and was like, I'm going. But it's like you could see his eyes were tearing up a little bit. Really, really subtle. It was very well done. If it has not become abundantly clear already, World War Z is the winner of World this World War Z is moving on forward. <laughs> World War Z consumes Joe Black. Congratulations. Congratulations. I think this is the best that I've ever felt about. Definitely. I have not, I have no hesitations about this. I feel the most confident in like, in that I'm not just voting yes because it was like the lesser of two evils. I'm voting Definitely. yes because I'm, I'm like, because it's a way better brag. Yes, I want to advance this. Definitely. This is one of the first movies where I'm like legit excited to watch it again. I'm yeah. Like, Hell yeah. It was really fun to watch. While we were watching this movie, like four ambulances drove by. And I was like, oh shit, the zombie apocalypse is starting right now. 
because it's a good movie. It'll get y'all spooked. So I think that's that. I think that brads it up. Tune in next Wednesday for our next mini episode, a movie Brad Pitt should have been in. And uh, tune in the week after that for our next official pitting, which is Interview with the Vampire, featuring special guest uh, Rosemary Valero O'Connell, a local Minneapolis illustrator, versus The Mexican. If you like us, tell us. Smash that motherfucking like button. Smash it on so hard. social media. Give us a good review on iTunes. Give us some stars. Uh, and tell your friends about us. Most importantly, word of mouth really helps us out. Don't be afraid to talk about the Bradness, because I think you will find Brad Pitt a universally lovable subject. Talk about it with your Uber driver or your Lyft driver because you've switched. Follow us on Facebook for March Bradness, Twitter, March Bradness, Instagram, March.Bradness. Please follow our Instagram. Hannah spends a lot of time at coffee shops with reading my DVDs. There's bonus content online at MarchBradness.net. You can also use our contact form on MarchBradness.net and you can tell us anything you want as long as it's nice, and we will talk about it on the episode. Thank you for listening, and as always, have a wonderful day. Love you. Bye. Earlier in this episode, I gave you guys a plug for Goat Simulator, which you can buy on Steam. I can attest to the quality of Goat Sim. It's great. It's really fun. You can play a goat that's also Satan. And I've heard nothing but good things about Steam. I fucking suck at video games. I hate them, and I can't... I don't spend money on them. But if you're the type of person who doesn't hate video games, and because you don't suck at them, and don't get really mad whenever you try and play them and are immediately good at it, consider using Steam. Uh, But you probably already do, because I'm the only person in the world who doesn't. I love Steam personally. I know I'm not the person that does these ads, but I can attest to Steam being good. Except for the fact that every time I start up my computer, it decides to update for like five minutes. That kind of gets my goat. It gets my goat. It gets your goat simulator. Play goat simulator. It's my favorite game. Okay, bye.